Minutes. Thank you for joining the Six Minutes. This is episode two. Thank you to those who tuned in to episode one last week. Much, much appreciated with all the feedback that you provided me. I'm trying to do with the little that I got. So I'm going to try and put some of that stuff that you suggested into this podcast. Today's podcast, we're going to focus on uh, three topics. Topic number one, Kanye airs out his feelings. Topic number two, confused lady kills youth pastor. Topic number three, Colin Kaepernick takes the spotlight with Nike ad. Hey. All right, so the first topic we're going to look at is Kanye West airing out his feelings. If you don't know by now, Kanye West and Drake are beefing. Woo. Yeah, they beefing. What they're beefing for, not quite sure, but some would have you think that this beef goes back as far back as years and years and years. But currently, they're beefing because Pusha T released a crazy diss track um, about Drake airing out him and his unknown child. Apparently just letting the world know that Drake was a father. Surprise, Drake's a dad, hey. But that diss track was crazy. Pusha T went all the way in on Drake, making it hard for Drake to, to stay out of his feelings. Pusha T's diss track was so hard, the OG wouldn't even let Drake respond to it. Because if he had to respond to it, you know how far he have to go just to equalize that diss track? You know what I mean? I won't even mention the OG's name behind all of this because he's kind of like a boogeyman, if you know what I'm saying. But after the diss track was dropped, Drake released his, his album, Scorpion. Scorpion had a lot of had a lot of references dissing Kanye and had a lot of innuendos about Kanye's wife Kim Kardashian. Now, the innuendos kind of made it sound like Dre made a might have hit that, but who knows if he hit Kim Kardashian? But I mean, in songs like "In In My Feelings," Kiki, do you love me? And if you don't know, Kim K goes by the name Kiki. That's actually her pet name. So when you hear Kiki, do you love me? Are you, yeah, he might be talking about Kim K. So Kanye had to get on the mic and let the people know that he's out of the sunken place. And what I mean by the sunken place, Kanye came on the spot a few months ago, putting his support behind President Trump. What? That ain't the Kanye I know, so I didn't know what was going on, but apparently he had fell and tripped and found himself in that sunken place. Now he's out of that sunken place and he's airing it all out. Listen to what Kanye had to say about Drake. Now, if I wasn't in a medicated state, I might have thought and had the wherewithal to say, hey, Pusha, don't diss Drake on my beat. And I, and I spoke about that and took accountability for that. Now what I need, what I'm looking for for my spirit to take accountability is the fact that it's people making rumors or thinking that you fuck my wife and you're not saying nothing and you carrying it like that, that don't sit well with my spirit. You know, if I had a girlfriend from Chicago, her name was Renita, and then you was married to Rihanna, I wouldn't make no song called Riri. So when you're like, oh, I don't know where it come from, you too smart for that, bro. You know where that come from. Don't make no record with nothing that could be confused. Now I told you, I didn't tell Pusha no information about your baby, baby mama, nothing like that. That didn't come from me. But when you played that record for me, in the studio that said, yo, we got some Kylie's, we got some Kendall's. I told you, Travis is your man. 
Don't make no record. It's good to see Kanye come out of that sunken place. Now I'm actually really, really, really interested to see what Drake has to say about this. We really need him to respond. I believe Kanye has apologized to Drake numerous times. He even said, hey, it was my bad. I should never have let um, Pusha diss you on my own track. My bad, no foul, no harm. Let's get some unity. Drake, if you're out there, show Kanye some love. Let him know what you think. Hey, the next topic is confused lady kills you, pastor? All right, so this one's really, really weird. Before this podcast started, I was leaning towards one explanation. Now I'm leaning towards the next explanation. Now, walk with me for a second. Imagine you're at your house. You know, like I'm at my crib right now, chilling. I'm relaxing, right? So I'm here relaxing, and all of a sudden, somebody busts through the door and starts telling me to get down on the floor and pop, pop, pop. Next you know I'm dead. How does that happen? Well, that's what happened to the 26-year-old Dallas native, Botin Jean. Jean was in his house while Amber Geiger was coming home from work. She's a police officer for the Dallas Police Force. While she was coming home from work, Apparently, she parked her car on the wrong floor, got onto the elevator, put her key card to the door, and opened the door. While the door opened, she heard a weird noise and then started shooting at an assailant who she thought had broken into her home. Problem is, that wasn't her house. That was Botin John's house. And she just killed an innocent man. Now, she didn't realize this until she started looking around and while she was calling 911, apparently she went back outside, checked the door, realized that, oh, I'm one floor up. Amber lived below John um, in this apartment complex. So that's where that kind of lies. My question with all of this happening is, wouldn't you realize that mistake? I mean, I've gone to the wrong door before, and before I put my keys on keys in, I've noticed it was the wrong door. Now, I get it. Other people have different stresses on them. They got different focuses. They're thinking about different things. I get it. But one of the key things here is that there was a red mat at the door. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a red mat at her door. The interesting part of all this is that the door is open with a key card, and that may be where the problem lies. With a key, you'd put it in the door and it would unlock. And if the door was already ajar, you would notice that. And as a police officer, if you notice the door's ajar, would you not then yell in and say, hey, who's in here, and announce yourself so that whoever is in there knows that you know that they're there. So then you can proceed with caution. But the key card, as she explains it, when she went to tap it, the door just opened. So she may have not noticed that the door was already ajar. I find that a little bit hard to believe, but let's roll with that. She didn't know that the door was ajar. So once you go in the house and you, and you walk in and you hear a noise, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to just yell out before you start shooting? At what point did she start shooting? In the official police report and her affidavit, she actually says that Jean was shot deeper 
in the in the apartment than she first acknowledged. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Because how far in do you have to go into somebody else's apartment without knowing that you're in the wrong apartment? See, that's where I'm confused a little bit. I'm confused by all this because how big is the apartment? How small is the apartment? What's on the wall? I mean, without those details, we don't really know. However, I can tell you this, is that before I started working on this story for the podcast, I thought this was a freak accident and I felt really bad for this young lady. After working on this podcast and getting some of the details that I did get, for instance, like the red carpet at the door, uh, she shot him deeper in the apartment. Um, the other details is that she didn't yell out to say, hey, there's someone in here. I've got a gun and I will shoot you. She didn't yell out to say that. And not looking around on what's, the, what's on the walls. To me, this feels like murder. It feels like murder in the worst degree. The worst part about this is how the Dallas PD has been handling this. Dallas PD has been smearing uh, this young man's name. Um, they had a search warrant on the house. They found a little bit of weed. And when I say a little bit of weed, I'm talking about four grams. I don't know if you know what four grams is, but four grams of weed um, is about, about this size. It's a small nug, as they call it, those weed smokers. They call it a nug, you know what I mean? But it's four grams. They put that in the newspaper to overshadow this man's death. I mean, this man was in his own house minding his own business, and he got killed by someone in a uniform who was supposed to be trained to handle this stuff. So what happened? What happened? You know, comes a time where police officers and society and the politicians have to hold these people accountable. Without any accountability, this is crazy. Sure, this could have been a freak accident, but it could not have. So without accountability, we may never find out what truly happened to this young man. Rest in peace, brother, and I hope that we figure out what happened. Because at this point, nobody knows. To me, it smells like murder. And I'm going to keep it that way until we find out all the details. And I feel sorry for this young lady because if it was by accident, then it just wasn't your day. All right, let's roll into topic uh, number three. Colin Kaepernick takes the spotlight with Nike ad. Yo, what's up, Nike? I see you guys out there. I see you guys moving out there, Nike. This is dope. So if you don't know the story about Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick is an NFL quarterback, a fairly good quarterback. He almost, he was this close, like this close to taking his team to the Super Bowl. And if they had been to the Super Bowl, I would bet that they would have won that Super Bowl that year. I don't remember the year they did this, but it was close. The following year, they fired the coach. They brought in a new coach. They lost some players, and Colin wasn't Colin anymore. During this time, Colin had lost a lot of weight. He had taken up a fight for a cause. He started kneeling, and white people didn't understand it. And I, yeah, I said white people because black folks understood why he was kneeling. I mean, at the time, we started seeing young black men, unarmed black men, being murdered, essentially being hunted by the Boys and Blues. 
they were being hunted. Colin asked an army vet, how can I protest? How can I take the plight up and protest for those without a voice, the marginalized? The marginalized happen to be black folks in this case. If black folks are being hunted and killed, then who's standing up for us? Well, Colin Kaepernick decided that he was not gonna stand up. He was gonna kneel down for the national anthem. And that created an uproar in the NFL. The NFL didn't know what to do. All the white folks were making a big deal out of this and the so-called army veterans were making a big deal out of this when Colin had gotten the advice from an actual army veteran. Now, to understand what was going on, Colin decided to take a knee to protest the young black men that were getting killed by police. He wanted to protest the injustice, but the white folks didn't understand, or I think more appropriately, they just didn't care to hear that message. Either didn't want to hear the message at all, or they didn't want to hear the message from him. Shut up and play football. Maybe that's the case. But Colin took it upon himself to protest. And I'm with Colin Kaepernick. I haven't watched the NFL in about two years. My point of view, if you don't understand why Colin Kaepernick is doing this, and if you're not supporting Colin Kaepernick for doing this, you're either racist or you truly don't understand the cause. Now, let me tell you this. Well, why kneel? When you get knighted, you kneel. When you greet the queen or anybody else in power, kneeling was a form of respect. When you get on your knees to pray to God, you kneel. So anything that shows respect to the most high, you kneel. So I don't understand why these folks will be getting mad at Colin Kaepernick kneeling on the, at the flag, because that is the greatest sign of respect one can show someone in power. Not only that, it's also the greatest way to show that one is at that power's mercy. So Colin Kaepernick was asking for maybe white folks, maybe those who are not sensitive to the plight of young African-Americans to provide him his support because he's run out of ways to ask. So he kneeled as a sign of begging. Y'all called him unpatriotic. Y'all called him ungrateful. Y'all called them treasonous. Y'all called them everything. But what you didn't call them was relentless because Colin took this fight all the way till he got kicked out of the NFL. Now, Colin Kaepernick was a top-tier quarterback. He could still play. If you look at the depth chart that I'm about to show, Colin Kaepernick is better than some of the quarterbacks that are still in the league. They still have jobs. But he's not in the league anymore because none of the teams would take him. They say he's a distraction. Or maybe they didn't want to upset their racist fan base because their fan base is racist. Because it's the only thing that I can come up with. Because if you don't respect the man kneeling, and if you don't support people getting killed for no reason, just because they're a different color than you, I'm gonna have to say you're racist. I don't know, prove me wrong, prove me wrong. If you're not racist, well, what are you doing about these young black men who are getting slaughtered by police? What is it that you're doing to help? Because Colin Kaepernick, a traitor, disrespectful, ungrateful, you're not helping the plight of young black men. So if you don't agree with Colin Kaepernick kneeling, 
then I don't know. Show me what you would do to help the plight of the people that he's kneeling for. Let's talk about the Nike deal. So Nike took a chance with Colin Kaepernick. I'm sure this chance was calculated. I'm sure Nike took a look at the number and realized that this would be good for business. But in my mind, this is win-win because this is a good social statement. It's a great ad. It's very motivational. And it speaks on everything Colin Kaepernick had to give up for the cause that he's fighting for. Thank you, Nike, for doing this. Let's take a look at Colin Kaepernick, and we're just going to show a little bit of the ad. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. So don't ask if your dreams are crazy. Ask if they're crazy enough. As you can suspect, the reaction to that ad was very polarizing as anything to do with race in America. People started burning their Nike shoes, their Nike socks, their Nike apparel. They would burn anything Nike they could find, even with themselves still dressed in it. <laughs> These fools were stupid. But they just burned it because they wanted to protest Nike. Even the neo-Nazis got in and, and denounced Nike as their shoe. Way to go, neo-Nazis. What's your shoe now? Oh, their shoe now is New Balance. So neo-Nazis are back in New Balance. And New Balance, you cool with the neo-Nazis back in your shoes? Or all money is good money, as long as it's green money. Is that okay? I'd like to know what y'all think about that. Nike stock took a little bit of a hit in the beginning. It went down a little bit. But now Nike stock is the highest it's ever been. This is crazy. So Nike took a risk, calculated risk, I'm sure, and it's paying off. Not only that, they've made a great social statement that Nike is representing their core consumers and their core product marketers. And that's the urban youth, the black youth. So salute to Nike for taking this chance and this calculated risk. Their stock, as I said before, is at an all-time high. Salute to you, Nike. I take my hats off. Hey, you know what I mean? Thank you for listening and watching the podcast. I'd like to shout out to those who watch the podcast on YouTube. Please subscribe. Um, hit the like button. Help me get this out because I'm trying. And every week you see we're going to get better. We're getting better. Mm, yeah. Um, the other thing that I'd like you guys to do, if you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, please comment, like, share, and just let me know what you think. Feedback's important because that's how we get better. I'm your host, Castro, and this has been... The six minutes. One.